Hi, my name is Jeff Fagano, and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. And joining me to look ahead to Leinster's next outing at the RDS this season is someone back for cap number 44. Hello to Mr. Tom Coleman. Afternoon, Jeff. How are you keeping? Not too bad at all. Good to have you. Um, but we haven't heard from you since uh, Leinster kicked off the URC. So um, have you seen the season so far? Yeah, I suppose a bit of a mixed bag. We've we've obviously a lot away, and I was saying the obvious here. Um, we really struggled over in in uh, Glasgow with some of our sort of especially around the set piece, mall defence, the scrum. Uh, but we were relying on a lot of youth in that first first game on both sides of the both sides of the scrum. So it's probably no wonder um, we struggled a bit in that area because Glasgow had a few back that day. And then when Jenkins went off, or whatever mall defence we sort of had that day sort of fell apart. So midfield defence was a bit poor as well. Liam Turner, who've, who's actually had a really good couple of seasons, probably had his poorest game in blue, um, which was a surprise. Um, he hasn't been in the 23 since. He is not in it today. Or maybe you know maybe he has a little bit of a knock, but I haven't seen the, the injury updates. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a surprise there. But... Bounce back good last week. It was in the RDS. It was great to get back um, under see a live game and uh, get rid of those World Cup uh, hangovers that were <laughs> all happy to park. And um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised how surprised how good of a performance um, we put in last week. Because um, I did look at the the Sharks in the they looked to give Munster a good bit of trouble in the first half. I know Munster sort of got the grips of the game and and, and finished well, but. Um, I was quite slightly concerned in some of the areas the Sharks were strong in in that game. We were weak in Glasgow, and I thought we might see a replication of uh, of a similar struggle. But uh, in fairness, our, uh, whatever work was done during the week, um, obviously Michael Alato was back. It was huge to have him back, and uh, Lee Barron um, slotted in really well at um, at hooker. I thought he had a good game too against Sharks last week. So yeah, no. Good bounce back needed immediately after um, after Glasgow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of talk about this whole season being a transition season for for Leinster, but there's an element of transition, just sort of a mini transition to this period right now because not only are the players coming back, but there's a lot of there's a big change in the coaching setup as well. And a lot of the a lot of the coaches took us through preseason. We were missing a lot of the main body of coaches. It wasn't just um, uh, Lancaster and Nienaber. There was a lot of, like there was like uh, Andrew Goodman away and all that stuff. So there's a lot of transition going on behind the scenes, and it's, uh, it's important to 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 graduate get it right as, as we're getting closer to the um, to the Champions Cup and all that but hopefully it's all going in the right direction yeah. okay so um, now it's time to look at our feature match of the week which was of course uh, Leinster v Edinburgh in uh, round three of the 23-24 United Rugby Championship second place at the RDS Arena on Saturday November 4th kicking off at 3.05pm TV coverage in Ireland is on RTE2, Premier Sports 2, and URC.TV. And as ever, you can find the full TV listings for the weekend on harpandrugby.com. Just click the Rugby on TV tab. Leinster named their match day 23 at lunchtime on Friday. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's right there in the screen. Or for pod listeners, it's in the program notes. Now, Tom's picked out three main points uh, to look at in this lineup, uh, starting with uh, a bit more on the importance of Michael Al Alatoa. Yeah, well, I think anyone that's seen the first two games realised how important he was. He locked out the scrum against um, against a decent enough Sharks pack, uh, who I thought, as I said, was going to give us a bit of trouble. And he just gives that sort of um, stability um, that was badly needed for that second game. It was, it was the one area. I thought both our loose heads did OK in Glasgow, both the young lads, uh, Paddy McCarty and um, Jack Boyle, I thought were good around the park. 
but it was on the tight head side we really struggled and and to have a Michael back is huge and given the team that Edinburgh have named with Pierre Schumann named that loose head um, you know Michael will be the most important person on the pitch again uh, if Leinster to get the, the result we all need for the weekend yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one, the the what really stood out last week, and the when the team was named was the uh, 16, 17, and eighteen. They put the cap caps in brackets, and it was zero, one, and one for the three of them. Uh, so that just shows the importance of the the of the starting front row. Uh, all right, and um, yeah, we'll move on to your second point now. You want to have a little chat about uh, James Colhan at number eight? Yeah, look, a big fan of James Colhan. We've all seen him at under twenties, and um, you know. He, he will have a big future for Leinster. Um, I thought in the Glasgow game, he was quite poor. Maybe that was uh, an effect of what was happening in front of him in the pack. But he was very quiet um, against a very decent Glasgow team. We were struggled at the breakdown. You know, Scott Penny sort of was sort of alone, alone, uh, had a lone battle, trying to curb that sort of Glasgow attack uh, the first week. So, look, Culhane gets another chance. I think look, there's no way Leinster are going to discard him, and there's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of good aids around, and he really has to sort of take every opportunity he gets. It's I know this is only his fourth cap, I believe, or fifth cap. So, like, it's a, you know, it's a long way to go, and he has a huge ceiling, as we've seen at under-20 level. But um, it's a decent uh, Edinburgh pack, and it'll be a good test for him now. Um, you know, I think Hamish Watson is playing and um, Crosby, yeah, who's, who's a few caps for, 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 for Edinburgh. So it's a big test again, but, you know, slight little bit of pressure considering how, in my opinion, how anonymous he was in the first game. And obviously he didn't make the 23 last weekend. There was a bit of change and Deegan came in at eight um, with uh, Rodok at six. Um, so, you know, they've reverted back to that team that was there in the, in the first game. And uh, there is an argument, you know, for keeping uh, Max Deegan at eight, you know, um, he had a good game last week. Um, but um, I think we just have to trust the coaches that they, they that they're going to give uh, James Colhan another chance, and and uh, and hopefully he takes it. Yeah, because I mean, when you try to read into um, the selections, you're probably you're probably seeing things that aren't there. But in the preseason, they named Colhan captain mm-hmm. uh, for for one of the games. So you you wonder is that sort of a reward for a hard work in preseason, that kind of thing, and. Um, you know, so sometimes these players kind of really stand out. They might have their plan going into the preseason, but some players might really put in the effort and show that they're on the form and uh, that maybe that's why he got that, that start to the season. But then, you know, once once they're playing for real, as it were, you know, things things might be a little different. So he might have just to take, you know, maybe take a step back and and readjust and uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll come good this weekend. Okay, so I want your third and final point here now, and I uh, know we we, ha- we talked about this in the pod, but there's plenty can be said about uh, Leinster's options at uh, number ten, and it seems that uh, they have one particular uh, pair uh, of of outhaves in mind for the moment, yeah. anyway. Yeah, for the moment, it does seem from the early on sessions from the preseason games that the coaches favour Harry and and Sam Prendergast, Harry Bourne and Sam Prendergast, to be the starting and backup ten in whatever order that turns out to be, until um, Harry's older brother comes back. Um, but, you know, I suppose the question is where Frawley fits in, in that sort of threesome. Uh, he's obviously slotted in at fullback, and um, he's done a decent job enough there. He's been safe enough under the high ball, because, you know, some of the guy, um, I think Tommy O'Brien is very good under the high ball. Larmer spilled a couple last week. I know it was... A little bit damp, a little bit miserable, but it's not his forte. But otherwise, he had a decent enough. He's had a decent enough couple of games um, on the wing. But yeah, at ten, it it does look like um, Frawley's 
down the pecking order. You know, maybe this shouldn't be new to us. He, he wasn't really looked at at the end of last season either. Um, and and the coaches are putting their faith in 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 Harry and and then obviously with Prendergast who who had a very good cameo off the bench last week. Um, he just seems to play with a with an assurance for somebody so young in that position. You know, his crossfield kick for for Tommy O'Brien was a peach. Um, you know, and I know <clears throat> the last few weeks we've been looking back at Johnny Sexton and anyone that was long enough supporting Lancer to see him making his debut way back in two thousand and six against the Border Reavers. If 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 Sam has any sort of career like 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 Johnny, we we'd be blasted both blue and green. But but uh, at the moment Sam's playing at a higher higher ceiling than at the moment than 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 Johnny did at that age because we all remember Johnny struggling a little bit when he was younger and he was sent back to St Mary. So that doesn't mean their careers are going to. <laughs> going the same trajectory, but look, the signs are there that um that it's good for Harry that um or good for Sam that he's been 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 trusted to come on. So that's a very real positive. Harry's been given a chance. Um, he's 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 um he's was okay in the in the first game. Struggled a little bit at certain elements of his game. Um, but I did notice Sam did bring on a, in a sort of a different pace when he came on in the last twenty minutes. Now at that stage, the Sharks might have been running out of steam, so it's a bit unfair to compare. You know, I'd like to see Sam start a game now uh, over the next week or two and and have the roles reversed. Um, um but yeah, it, it seems that the Kieran is the is 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 going to be the third man there. But he's invaluable too because he slotted in at at uh, at twelve when Nagati got a uh, Charles Nagata got a you know so players like that are invaluable. Somebody can quality slot in at fifteen and then slot in at twelve seamlessly. And he does add a different option to the attack. So um, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reason they're playing them. They've no real, you know, threat at that at that position at the moment, given the amount of players that's away. And uh, maybe they see Kieran as a perfect file for both tens when 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 they're on the pitch. Yeah, because I mean, another thing we read into these selections, it's like Leo spoke about just before the season, first game of the season. He spoke about these blocks of games, and it seems that he does that they're starting to now pick uh, sort of a core 23, that there will be changes when there's injuries. It might be the odd tweak now and then, but it mostly the same kind of basic uh, frame to the squad uh, for these three or four, however many games they think they need uh, before they start feeding back the internationals. And um, you see that again here. Um, I think the key maybe um, – has been in maybe the center. Um, we they, they got a lot of line breaks uh, up the center against Glasgow, and that wasn't so much last week. And we've got Nate and Osborne. Now, of course, they both offer different things. Nate with his carries, and uh, Osborne with that absolute rocket of a of a of a left boot. But um, it's defensively, we're going to have you know, you know Mr. Vandermeer coming off his wing and stuff like that. And there's going to need a solid uh, solid defensive structure through the center mm-hmm. there. So we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens on on Saturday. Okay, well let's look at that Edinburgh team now. They they also named that at lunchtime, and uh, there's a lot of internationals back. Yeah, there is. As you mentioned, Vandermeer is back, and uh, we mentioned Schumann. Um, and Gilchrist is in the second row as well. He's important for their lineups and stuff like that. Uh, Dave Cherry uh, at hooker. Um, so yeah, like obviously the SRU and 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 Edmure are taking a slightly different tact to the RFU uh, on when players get released back. You know, the, from our own side of it, there was maybe thought that Joe McCarthy and and Ryan Bird and and even maybe even Jack Conan might have appeared this week, um, or, or the likes of Jimmy O'Brien, players who would had minimal minutes in the World Cup, but uh, that may be for 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 next week. <laughs> It's not going to be this week, yeah. But it's a strong Edinburgh team, pretty much. 
given injuries, it's one of the strongest possible teams they could put out. And they're going to put, you know, pose a real test for 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 uh, for Leinster. Um, different type of test than, than 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 the Sharks did, and a little bit of a hybrid from what the sort of the threat that Glasgow gave us and what the Sharks gave us. So it'll be interesting to see how we go. But you were right, though. History should tell us that um, Leinster's philosophy is to take these games in groups of three or four and. It does seem to work. Obviously, the proof is in the pudding there with results over the regular season. That sort of that cohesion that comes with playing a consistent team over a period of games, like a block of games, and it it, it does seem to work from Leinster. I think they're able to train together and and run certain calls and certain drills, and 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 there's minimal destruction to just disruption to the team. So, so uh, yeah, I get the logic. I get the logic that they're trying to do. Um, but it's going to be a good test against a a, a strong. Edinburgh team and let's call a spade a spade. The seems a long time since Edinburgh turned up to Dublin and won and um but they'll 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 think they have a good chance, especially if they've had a decent enough start to the league and, and it'll be it'll be a good test for Leinster. Definitely. I mean it's it I mean it is good to see as a as a rugby fan, like to see a team pick their best their, their best available team. I mean it's uh, and it's something you wouldn't see in say the top fourteen. Um uh, you know, teams would they they well they have so many games to play that they have to um they they yeah. tend to leave a few internationals at home when they when they go on the road and like you say I mean th- this is a team that's they're come to say listen you know we're not coming up coming over just maybe to sneak a losing bonus point or whatever uh, we, we're we're coming to to have a go at you and we know that uh, Leinster might be might be uh, gettable and it you know it's, it's probably their best chance um, of getting a win in Dublin so so that's going to make it interesting all right okay so um, now we're going to have a quick look at the officials it's Marius van der Westhuizen is the uh, South African referee he's got his assistance there and uh, the weather for Dublin it's not great uh, the heavens opened after full time last Saturday and it's looking kind of more of the same uh, the forecast is for rain and drizzle uh, 10 degrees bit of wind on um, Saturday afternoon so um, we'll see we'll see if that has any effect on proceedings um, before we go into predictions um, there's a bit of other rugby this weekend uh, what one other match on the schedule uh, caught your eye um, I know the obvious one would be the top of the table slash for in Ireland with between Connacht and Ulster uh, I think obviously that will have a lot of interest at home but I think that the game on the Friday uh, Glasgow v the Stormers um, I think anyone that's like a neutral watch I think that'll be world war watching Glasgow started well and uh, they did peter out a little bit in this, the last 20 minutes against against um, Connacht down there but uh, they're very hard to beat at home and the Stormers have started off this um competition like fairly hot uh, and they've gone fairly strong as well a lot of fringe guys that just missed out on the box squad like Evan Roos and stuff they're all playing and uh, I think yeah the Friday night game for me is uh, Glasgow and Stormers will be will be interesting because they're both sort of rivals for the top four ish you know maybe you know Glasgow field six or top four possibly um, so they, that's that'll be an interesting watch Absolutely, it's a big game for the league, and that that Connacht Ulster is the first. Just to remind everyone that the, that this Irish Shield thing this year, for the first time, is it's not how you finish. It's not how you do overall. That that. Um, it's it's how you do just in the interpros uh, this season for the yeah. for the Irish Shield. I mean, it's you know it's a minor trophy, but it's still a trophy to be gone for, and uh, that's going to be the first first game in that as well. Okay, so uh, now it's time to put the head on the block and give your prediction uh, for uh, Leinster against Edinburgh. It's <laughs> when it's your own team and you're emotionally invested in the team, you, and 
they're at home. It's very hard to back against Leinster. Be a brave person that will uh, maybe Keno, who likes to think with his head more and more than his heart when it comes to Leinster, will mm-hmm. back uh, back Edinburgh to win in his Super Brew. Um, we'll see as that as that develops over the weekend. But yeah, for me, I think you know, I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a bit of a grind. Um, but I like what I seen a lot last week from Leinster, and I think the cohesion, even though it's a strong Edinburgh team, I think the cohesion that we'll have developed over the first few games um, um, we'll just see us through by, by by less than a score you know I think it's going to be tight enough between sort of five seven points um, hopefully a full RDS on a sort of three o'clock on a Saturday can 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 be the difference because it'll, it, it, it can make a difference and maybe uh, Mike McCarthy will be out jeering up the crowd again to get them going before the game Absolutely and when it comes to um like possible Leinster scores. I mean, you can't, if you, anyone who's seen Leinster for the past couple of years in, on weekends like this, and you see names like Deegan, Penny and Russell on the, on the, the score sheet. I mean, you figure if at least one of them doesn't get in the score sheet, there's, there's something sure. wrong. So hopefully, ho- hopefully we'll get a few tries out of them at the weekend. Okay. Well, listen, man, we're going to leave it there. Many thanks, Tom, for harping. Hope to have you on again soon, mate. Thanks. Cheers, Jeff. Thank you. And uh, also to you all for tuning in to our latest preview show. Enjoy the match wherever you are. Be sure to follow us on all the usual social media channels. We will, of course, have a wrap pod for you recording on Sunday evening. Hopefully you'll help us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slan.